Section 41 of the Junior Classics, Volume 9, Stories of Today. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. The Rose and the Ring by William Makepeace Thackeray. 7. How Gigolo and Angelica Had a Quarrel The court painter of His Majesty the King of Crim Tartary returned to that monarch's dominions, carrying away a number of sketches which he had made in the Paphagonian capital. You know, of course, my dears, that the name of that capital is Blombodinia. But the most charming of all his pieces was a portrait of the Princess Angelica, which all the Crim Tartar nobles came to see. With this work the king was so delighted that he decorated the painter with his order of the pumpkin, sixth class and the artist became Sir Tommaso Lorenzo, K.P., thenceforth. King Valoreso also sent Sir Tommaso his order of the cucumber, besides a handsome order for money, for he painted the king, queen, and principal nobility well at Blombodinia, and became all the fashion to the perfect rage of all the artists in paphagonia where the king used to point to the portrait of prince bublo which sir tomaso had left behind him and say which among you can paint a picture like that it hung in the royal parlor over the royal sideboard and princess angelica could always look at it as she sat making the tea each day it seemed to grow handsomer and handsomer, and the princess grew so fond of looking at it that she would often spill the tea over the cloth, at which her father and mother would wink and wag their heads, and say to each other, Ah, we see how things are going. In the meantime, poor Giglo lay upstairs very sick in his chamber, though he took all the doctor's horrible medicines like a good young lad as i hope you do my dears when you are ill and mamma sends for the medical man and the only person who visited giglo beside his friend the captain of the guard who was almost always busy or on parade was little Bessinda, the housemaid who used to do his bedroom and sitting-room out, bring him his gruel and warm his bed. When the little housemaid came to him in the morning and evening, Prince Giglo used to say, Betsinda, Betsinda, how is the Princess Angelica? And Betsinda used to answer, The Princess is very well, thank you, my lord. And Giglo would heave a sigh and think, if Angelica were sick, I am sure I should not be very well. Then Giglo would say, Betsinda, 
has the princess angelica asked for me to-day and betsinda would answer no my lord not to-day or she was very busy practicing the piano when i saw her or she was writing invitations for an evening party and did not speak to me or make some excuse or another not strictly consonant with truth for betsinda was such a good-natured creature that she strove to do everything to prevent annoyance to prince giglo and even brought him up roast chicken and jellies from the kitchen when the doctor allowed them and giglo was getting better saying that the princess had made the jelly or the bread sauce with her own hands on purpose for giglo when giglio heard this he took heart and began to mend immediately and gobbled up the jelly and picked the last bone of the chicken drumsticks merrily thought sides bones back pope's nose and all thanking his dear angelica and he felt so much better the next day that he dressed and went downstairs where whom should he meet but angelica going into the drawing-room all the covers were off of the chairs the chandeliers taken out of the bags the damask curtains uncovered the work and things carried away and the handsomest albums on the table angelica had her hair in papers in a word it was evident that there was going to be a party heavens giglo cries angelica you here in such a dress what a figure you are yes dear angelica i am come downstairs and feel so well to-day thanks to the fowl and the jelly what do i know about fowls and jellies that you allude to them in that rude way says angelica why didn't didn't you send them angelica dear says giglo i sent them indeed angelica dear no giglo dear says she mocking him i was engaged in getting the rooms ready for his royal highness the prince of crim tartary who is coming to pay my papa's court a visit the prince of crim tartary giglo said aghast yes the prince of crim tartary says angelica mocking him i dare say you never heard of such a country what did you ever hear of you don't know whether crim tartary is on the red sea or on the black sea i dare say yes i do it's on the red sea says giglo at which the princess burst out laughing at him and said oh you ninny you are so ignorant you are really not fit for society you know nothing but about horses and dogs and are only fit to dine in a mess-room with my royal father's heaviest dragoons don't look so surprised at me sir go and put your best clothes on to receive the prince and let me get the drawing-room ready giglo said oh angelica 
i didn't think this of you this wasn't your language to me when you gave me this ring and i gave you mine in the garden and you gave me that k but what k was we never shall know for angelica in a rage cried get out you saucy rude creature how dare you to remind me of your rudeness as for your little trumpery two-penny ring there sir there and she flung it out of the window it was my mother's marriage ring cried giglo i don't care whose marriage ring it was cries angelica marry the person who picks it up if she's a woman you shan't marry me and give me back my ring i've got no patience with people who boast about things they'd give away i know who'll give me much finer things than you ever gave me a beggarly ring indeed not worth five shillings now angelica little knew that the ring which giglo had given her was a fairy ring if a man wore it it made all the women in love with him if a woman all the gentlemen the queen giglo's mother quite an ordinary-looking person was admired immensely whilst she wore this ring and her husband was frantic when she was ill but when she called her little giglo to her and put the ring on his finger king savio did not seem to care for his wife so much any more but transferred all his love to little giglo so did everybody love him as long as he had the ring but when as quite a child he gave it to angelica people began to love and admire her and giglo as the saying is played only second fiddle yes says angelica going on in her foolish ungrateful way i know who'll give me much finer things than your beggarly little pearl nonsense very good miss you may take back your ring too says giglo his eyes flashing fire at her and then as if his eyes had been suddenly opened he cried out ha what does this mean is this the woman i have been in love with all my life have i been such a ninny as to throw away my regard upon you why actually yes you are a little crooked oh you wretch cries angelica and upon my conscience you you squint a little eh cries angelica and your hair is red and you are marked with smallpox and what you have three false teeth and one leg shorter than the other you brute you brute you angelica screamed out and as she seized the ring with one hand she dealt giglo one two three smacks on the face and would have pulled the hair off his head had he not started laughing and crying oh dear me angelica don't pull out my hair it hurts 
you might remove a great deal of your own as i perceive without scissors or pulling at all oh ho ho ha 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 he 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 and he nearly choked himself with laughing and she with rage when with a low bow and dressed in his court habit count gambambella the first lord-in-waiting entered and said royal highnesses their majesties expect you in the pink throne room where they await the arrival of the prince of crim tartary end of section 41 recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver bc